Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. It's nice to be here this afternoon. Um, I was a bit anxious. I thought I wouldn't make it in time. But I thank God who has brought me to be with you. It's always been a pleasure ministering in this place um, for the many, many, many years from the past. I share friends here, some of them old friends, Bishop Huntington Mutebi, my old friend and classmate. Um, yeah, we, he, I think if I, my old past was an Anglican, I was an Anglican church member, preached with him for many years. And I guess if I stayed Anglican, I would have been either a provost or... <laughs> I enjoy sharing the word of God. want to thank the Alabaster team for having me often sharing the word of God in this wonderful seminar, conference. Uh, today I was given a topic which we shall derive from Hebrews chapter 4 as my sisters ably read we shall turn to the text um, my subject is on the great high priest it is not a popular subject among preachers we tend to avoid it and even when Diana suggested to me the theme I wanted to advise her otherwise that we could talk about other topics. But she stuck on this one and you and me are going to be reading, studying together this passage and I pray that the Holy Ghost helps us to go into the word together. I am married, as you have been told, married to Christine. God blessed us with four children who have grown and are out of the house and uh, we share the house together. We tried keeping a pet, a little dog, and we failed to bond, especially me. But um, we continue in the word of God. I am a student of the Bible. I enjoy the Bible. I pray that as I share with you today, God will help us together break something which is not as easy as it seems and in the process may the Holy Spirit touch and bless someone bring healing to souls and bodies deliverance to us and to take us to another level please draw out your Bible these days you have it in all forms comes on the phone, it comes, my, my, my seminary teacher told me at all costs I must carry a Bible <laughs> written in book form, hard copy. So if you have it on phone or in book form, would you just raise it? Check out your neighbor's Bible. 
I want you to say, this is my Bible. Come on, we can do better. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I'm ready to receive the incorruptible word of God. And my life, my life, my life will never be the same again. Give God a clap offering this evening. Turn to Hebrews chapter 4. We are reading verse 14 once again. And from there, may the Spirit take us line by line. And we shall be reading and learning together. My Bible says, seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the son of God. And now, that, you may underline the whole verse, but it's key, it's key there to know who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but with all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Let us go a little bit further. The chapter was put in the middle of the context. For every high priest taken, for every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifice for sin. He can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray, since he himself is also subject to weakness. Because of this, he is required as for the people, so also for himself, to offer sacrifice for sin. And no man takes this honor to himself, but he who is called by God, is called by God just as Aaron was. Hallelujah. Chapter 14, verse 13 gives us the word great high priest. Great high priest in your Bible text may appear three, three times, but the word high priest itself, the phrase high priest may appear about 77 times. But in my discussion today, as I discuss the great high priest, I would like us first of all to know that we need to know who a priest is. I realized while reading that very few people in our times really understand the high priest in the context of, or the priest in the context of the Bible. So, the Bible days. So we need to first understand who is 
a priest. And there are four things that are outlined in this passage we have read that is even joining chapter 5. A priest is someone picked from among men. That's one thing. The criteria is he is picked from among men. Number two, he's appointed for men. He's from among men, appointed for men, and he offers, number three, he offers gifts and sacrifices for those who are ignorant and those who are going astray. That is his work. So the word priest in itself has got this connotation that he's, he is coming from men. He's picked from among men. When you read from Hebrews chapter 5, you will, chapter 3, you, you see a scripture which says that Christ is the apostle and priest of our faith. Apostle and priest of our faith. Uh, the word apostle means sent from God, or the sent one. And priest, a priest is one really who comes from men to God. So the combination works out a mediation. It's a bridge. Jesus is a priest and apostle. Priest is from men, with the feelings of men, with the feelings of the challenges and problems of men, and he journeys to God, and from God's side, apostle is from God, journeying with the feelings and passions of God to connect with man. So when Christ is talked about as the priest and apostle of our faith, he is the perfect mediator and bridge for all of us. I thought you would say amen. amen. Now it's good to listen intelligently, but it's also good to interact by supporting me with an amen. amen. So we get that point. That point is very crucial. A priest is a connector. When you talk about priesthood, it's like when you mention doctor, then we are going to need a patient or someone Maybe when you talk about lawyer, then we, we may be thinking about litigation. When we talk about priesthood, we are talking about connection. Connector. A, a connector between God and man. And these two positions, the apostolic and prophet, prof, apostolic, prophetic, and the priesthood are in the Bible. And the functions of a priest is to connect but he's connecting with the cries, with the pains, with the feelings of the people. He's a person who has understood his people, his, their weaknesses, and he's journeying as a connector, as a, a, a mediator to Almighty God. He, he must know his people. He must be conversant of what they are going through. Then he begins, he's appointed from among men, for men to offer gifts and sacrifices to God. Eh? And on the other side, as God is connecting us with him, he is bringing the apostolic. And when we talk about the apostle, the apostle has got a passion of what God is feeling, what God wants us to do. Hey guys, God is saying, repent. God is saying, let us do this. God is saying, and the priest is coming, Lord, we need help. Lord, we need support. Lord, we need cleansing. The conversation 
is a mediation. Come on, let us get an amen there. Amen. So for that matter, when I talk about a priest, I'm not talking about the priest the way we understand them this way these days in our, our contemporary. I want us to see the priest in the old way. And when the, we are in the book of uh, Hebrews, he is already bringing two priesthoods. We, we may study and find other priesthoods, but let us stick to two priesthoods. The Aaronic, Aaronic priesthood or Levitical priesthood, if you are making notes, and the Merikizedic priesthood. Amina. Those are two leagues. They are same, they are same function, but different way of playing. Just like in soccer, we have Masaza Cup and Champions League. One is inferior of the other. One you win a goat, the other one you win Rio Cash. Can I get a man here now? So when the Bible is talking about priesthood, you also need to know that there are levels. And in Hebrews, when you are in Hebrews, he's showing you that the shadows have ended and the real thing has now come. Hmm? And the, the, the beginning is fading and is giving way to new. And in covenantal theology, we do not talk about um, theology, we do not talk about covenants of all workings of God ending. We talk about workings of God getting better. When God begins something in Genesis, he doesn't lose it. He keeps on improving it and until consummation. So really, the life we are enjoying now is not the best. Let me tell you, maybe you may be feeling that you're having a good life, but that is jalibu. It is not yet it. Things are getting better. Come on. So now when we talk about the priest, we are talking about that connection. Connection. But also we need to know that once we talk about connection, there was a separation somewhere. There must have been a separation. Remember, let me first read this scripture. It's important. First Timothy 2.5. It says, there is one God and one mediator between man and God. Jesus, the man. The man, Jesus. Let me say, read it again. There is one God and one mediator between man and God, the man, Jesus. The other part we read, Jesus, the son of God, the high priest, Jesus, the son of God. He is a God man. He brings two things together. He's a mediator, bringing us to meet with the father. And there is only one. Sometimes in, in, in meditations, you think, and think and you say sincerely there must be two ways to heaven there must be another way but you know you are safe believing what the bible is telling you in my meditations I have come to conclude that the worst thing that can ever happen to someone is to leave this body when you don't know Jesus you know I, I, I sat one day and I was trying to let my mind believe that there are other ways to God. And I thought, and I thought, and I thought, and I read, and I concluded that there is something in the unseen world 
that can only be resolved when you have Jesus. Come on, you need to support me here. Because you guys, you need to know that I'm not a member of your church. I don't know your behavior. So, <laughs> so let me try to stick to my point. I'm trying to build a point here. Why do we have a priest? We have a priest because we need connection. And we need connection in the right way. And we need connection in a better way. And we need connection in a greater way. Hallelujah. So when you are in the Old Testament, they bring the priest, the Aaronic priesthood, which begins, you know the story, of course, we won't go in Genesis, but right from Genesis, you see the need of mediation. Why do we need a connection? Because we sinned. Friends, we cannot understand the full impact of sin. It is only when you read your Bible that you see that sin is the worst thing. In my Bible class, when I'm teaching my students, I teach them and I tell them, wherever you meet the cameras and they ask you, what are the problems on this village? Tell them one word, sin. <laughs> yeah? When you meet a newsman and he says, what are you suffering from on this village? Before you elaborate FDC, NRM, tell them we have a problem of It is the worst. Now, when the Bible brings sin, it shows you what sin can do. But when I read me, when I read about sin, I find that there is no one who can help us sort out sin except God. <laughs> and I mean, it, it is only God. Uh, uh, when, when you read your Bible, let me try to read these things. Sin in the Bible is defined sometimes as a burden. Matthew eleven twenty eight, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, it's a burden. And sometimes it's a besetter. Again in Hebrews chapter 12. It is a stain in Isaiah chapter 1, 11, um, 18. He says you are, you are stained and you, 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 are, you are stained with crimson. Yeah? Let us come, let's reason. And there it comes as a stain. It comes as a wrinkler. Because it comes to prepare the bride without spot or wrinkle. It comes as a disabler of divinity. Because in Isaiah 59... He says, no, behold, the hand of God is not shortened that it cannot save. Hmm? Nor his ears dull that he cannot hear. But the disabler, iniquity, iniquity came into the picture and made your God as if he cannot act. I mean, what do you ever think about in this world that can stop God? He's unstoppable. He is unshakable. But when sin comes in, when sin comes in, the Bible brings a, a picture that there something happens. Actually, when you read it well, when you read it well, you, 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 you realize that it is not God who moves away. It is iniquity that separates you from God. I don't know. 
I feel like illustrating this. But I, I don't always want to illustrate on people in church, but I think I'll use my son. Let me use men because it's a conference for women. Several, can you come and help me? Let him be God because he has got a beard. <laughs> now, what happens is when sin comes, it separates you. Iniquity. Let us use the word iniquity as it is in scripture because eventually the Hebrew may suggest that iniquity is not sin, but it is sin which is fetching for punishment. So when iniquity comes, it is not God who goes away. It comes and takes you away. God remains in his position. He says, it is your iniquity that has separated you. Hmm? That's very important. Next, he says, it is your sin that has hidden his face. God doesn't turn away from you. It is sin and iniquity creating a gap and hindering you to see God the way you should have seen. Is that coming clear? Yes. Now, eventually, what picture do we have? We have a gap. We have a gap. We have seen. And because we have gap and seen, we need a reconnection, a mediation, a priest. Don't go away. Stay there. Because I'm trying to explain something. You know, when you read in your usual time, you see like, oh, you have seen God has turned away. No, it is not God turning away. It is the impact and influence of sin when it comes between God and, and his people, when it comes between divinity and humanity, that it, stop, it, it spoils all this space. Your Bible may say there is a chasm, there is a gulf, there is a space. But in Romans 6, it shows you you need access. You need access. Are we together? So the, the, the priest, when we talk about the priest, the first thing that must come into your mind, he is the minister between this gap the minister in this gap. He has to connect. I told you, this is good to remember, from him this way it is apostolic. From him this way it is priestly. Thank you very much. You may sit. So it is important. Remember, when, 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 when Moses is ascending on the mountain to speak to Yahweh, I, I love reading uh, chapter 30 of Exodus and through 32 in the Good News Bible. <laughs> it smiled, it says, and, and Moses would talk and God would answer with the thunder. Imagine such a conversation. <laughs> but, but what about these people? He's told them that prepare yourself, we are going to meet with God. And in a little bit he's telling, God is saying, you guys, you need to stop somewhere below there on the mountain. You should not ascend this far. And you're already seeing the meeting has got a gap. 
and it is Moses going to go up the gap. And as we have read from Hebrews chapter 12, the mountain is literally shaking. Not shaking by a mere earthquake, but the very presence of God, the creator of the universe, is seated on Mount Sinai and is purposefully and intentionally threatening those downhill. You remember that scripture? When, 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 when they, uh, Moses says, you guys, you, we, should you come? And they say, no, 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 no. We won't come. You will go for us. <laughs> and when he stays there for 40 days, the guy was speaking fire. He couldn't have survived him. So there's a gap. There's a gap. There's a gap between Israel uphill, Israel downhill. Israel uphill is Moses. Israel downhill is all of them, but seeking someone who can talk to this red hot God. Still, the, 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 the message is clear. There is a disconnect. You can trace it from, from Genesis 3. When Adam is thrown out of the Garden of Eden. Some think Eden was a forest. <laughs> but it was paradise. He was thrown out of paradise. Away from your antenna. Away from your closer and better hearing place. Again, it's connection. You need connection. Going back to Moses, when Moses comes down the hill, when these people are worshipping a, gold, a golden calf, he throws the, the, the tablets and he, he, he grinds them, uh, he grinds the golden calf, gives it, gives it to them to drink. And I think he also calls out, he says, those on my side come and get your sword because they were going to kill each other, kill your brother. And the tribe of Levi came out. And when the tribe of Levi came out, the priesthood of Aaron was beginning there. And God was picking a tribe among the 12 to be a tribe to mediate and bring the Levitical priesthood to connect God with his people. And somehow when you read the Bible in Hebrews 9.22, it says all things by law can be cleansed by blood. For without blood, it is impossible to clean, to forgive sin. Hebrews 9.11, for without blood, it is impossible for sins to be forgiven. Now that's the standard. When sin comes in, there has to be blood. You get it? Now don't ask me who laid the standard. When God checked in his cabinet and looked out for the solutions, he looked at sin and what it would take to sort out the problems of sin and, first, and he concluded that sin can never be sorted out without the shedding of blood. There's no shortcut. There has to be the shedding of blood. Are you with me? Now, this is important because this is the, head, the, the topic I'm sharing about. It's not about, it's not directly about what you are going through, but it will eventually fold and unfold to show you the relevance of having a great high priest. So when, when 
the Levites are chosen to be priests. You go read Leviticus, starting, maybe you could start chapter 4, but chapter 6, 7, 8, 9 shows you eventually when the Leviticus, Levitical priesthood begins, the Levites are going to be busy. It's not an easy job. Working for God on behalf of men is not easy. <laughs> you know, I, I hear people saying, Come on, we need you. We need you because you need to test this bitter hub. I was speaking to a pastor on Saturday and, uh, and I told, he told me, Pastor, this week almost killed me. We buried four times. <laughs> I baptized. <laughs> I preached in three seminars. And we lost, we lost a friend of mine. And you know, when he was explaining, he told me this was the worst week. But you never know what is coming even next week. When you are dealing with issues of men, you are counseling. In the morning, you get a phone call. A baby is born. In the noontime, someone is dead. In the evening, you are attending Kwanjura. Tomorrow, you are preaching. <laughs> Priesthood. Now, when God chooses the Levitical group, the Levitical group was going to attend to the ignorant and those going astray. Meaning, the temple is built in the middle of the community and it's surrounded by about three million people who have to offer sacrifice daily for their sin. Can you, have you ever sat down and thought about that? Imagine every one of us has to offer a sin offering. <laughs> Look at your neighbor. <laughs> Every one of us. A sin offering. And so God takes for himself an entire tribe, an entire clan to offer, to just minister on that. He tells them, you guys, you won't build your portion, will be my portion, and this is what you shall do. For the sins of a person, they shall offer a sheep. For a sin of a priest, he shall offer a bull. For the sin of a congregation, you shall offer this. For the sin of the rulers, you shall. You have four sets of sinners to attend to daily. And one person, as we shall see later, was writing that the, it was like a beehive. Priests, we do not get pictures of priests working. But I'm telling you, if someone is coming with a goat and he says, Banange, today I have sinned and I need to offer this, and he takes it to the priest, it has to be slaughtered in the right way. It has to be done on that day. And he goes away. Another one comes and it goes, and you are ministering to three million. Imagine the bloody sight. Imagine the animals. And imagine for the regular sinner. <laughs> Who's running bankrupt with all the sheep going in sacrifices? And God gives him provision that if sheep have run out, then bring buds. But you must still offer the offer. Can I get an amen in this house? Uh, what do you get? You get a busy sight. You, you can imagine. One, one, one man was saying in one of the papers I was reading that it was like a beehive. 
Because as you are slaughtering this one, they are telling you another two have arrived. And, as you are, and actually it goes on through the year, regularly, committed, done ceremoniously. And in totality, what the small priesthood was doing was not atonement. <laughs> it wasn't atonement. It was just to cover, to cover sin. It's just like when you litter in your bin and then the inner bin, and then eventually you litter in the outer bin. Then you wait for the car to come and on maybe Tuesday or Wednesday to do the general taking away. <laughs> the priesthood of Aaron cleans daily but waits for the day of atonement. Are you getting me? So everyone is busy. Like now we have come, our gods would be out there and my sister here and there. We would be busy slaughtering. But then you will come back tomorrow and you will come back tomorrow the other day and probably getting a day. On Christmas, that is when all of us shall see the day of atonement. Now on the day of atonement, it comes from being just priests. Then the high priest comes. You see the high priest? The high priest is Aaron who has got a clan, his clan doing priestly work. Hmm? But once a year, the priest is required to appear for the atonement of the community. So he dresses differently because he's not just a priest. He is a high priest. And the first thing he has to do is to attend to his sins. And God told the high priest, for you to be atoned for, it is a bull, not a sheep. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter, sorry, Leviticus chapter 4, I think verse, verse 2, it says when a priest sins, he brings guilt on a community. Congregation. Some people think all sins are equal, depending on whom it is sitting on. <laughs> because even in James 3, the Bible says, do not desire to be teachers because our judgment shall be stricter. The, the priest, when a priest steals, the Bible says, he brings guilt on all the people. And when the provision of a, a person sinning, he says, when a person sins, it is his problem. Of course, the Bible also brings congregational sins. Those are interesting to study. Because it means there, there, there is a, a gross total sin which you can attribute to a community. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I have, it's a lot of theology, but we need to put in some fun. Uh, uh, those of you, especially the Baganda, we have this Kwabialumbe. Kwabialumbe is when you go to actually bust the disease. <laughs> and when we used to do these things, we used to, to go to maybe where the dead was, dead's home was, and we are waiting to Kwabialumbe tomorrow, and you arrive in families, 
And when families used to arrive, they drew different reactions. <laughs> we would arrive and we, with our community sins. You understand? You arrive with your community sins. So the, the Bible also gives provision that the priest will care for the congregation. He'll care for a person, care for himself as a priest, and then care for the congregation as a group and also the rulers. It is Leviticus chapter 4. If you have time, read Leviticus chapter 4. And you see that you don't do fire. You omnibus. You, 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 you weigh. So now, one time in a year, the, the priest, high priest, Aaron, has to go and purify himself. That's, you'll find it in the book of Hebrews that first he has to attend to his sins before he attends to the sins of the congregation. Come on, someone say amen. Because in one way, though we talk about it distantly, we are priests, all of us, we are chosen generation, a holy priesthood. So before you attend to the sins of Uganda, first deal to yourself. So there must be a self-healing process before you deal with major things. That's why some people laugh at me. I do not attend these national prayers generally. Going to pray for Uganda because sometimes you just expose yourself. People have not yet sorted out their sins. You are just adding yourself into a total which is punishable. Are you still following? So this priest has to come out and the high priest goes into the place of holy, goes into a place, the Bible says he cleans his body, with clean clothes he adorns himself, puts on a tunic, kills that bull, takes the blood into the holy place, comes out, then now he has to attend to the congregation. Then he goes and brings to, that's why, the mystery of sin is difficult to understand. This man comes back with a goat and a sheep. A goat to Azazel and a sheep for the offering. And he walks with them. And actually, you may not get the picture, but the ones who have been sinning and have been offering in the yard come eagerly to remind the high priest of their sin. Some people think he used to pass there when people are quiet. No. They would say, Omubi. <laughs> Everyone would yell because he had to empathize. I had to feel the grief in the, because now the next stage in atonement First of all, sin has to be taken away. Then it has to be cleansed. Now, when we read the Bible, Hebrews 9, 22, that 
it is impossible for sin to be forgiven, as one text would say. Another one would say, it is impossible for, for sin for the, to have remission, remission of sin without blood. That word, the Greek word for remission is not forgiveness. It is taking away. Yeah? Because God is not just in heaven saying, no, you must not No, you must not What what damage is there? But they yet are mending. Where sin sits, it corrupts. Where sin sits, it destroys. I'm quoting off my head. You you go read. Read Hebrews nine. Let us read there. Would you help me, my dear? Read Hebrews nine. Because um, I want us to read Hebrews 9, 23. Hebrews 9, 23. Mm -hmm. It says, it was necessary then for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these sacrifices, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. Have you ever done a study on that? God saying, that it was necessary for copies of heavenly things to be purified with animal blood, but heavenly things to be purified with a better sacrifice. The, the ironic priesthood was earthly cleaning. You know, there is earthly bound cleansing, but they needed a priest who will even go to heaven and clean there. Now, the question which you find in your theology, why was heaven cleaning up? Hmm? And some people say God was cleaning where Satan used to sit. <laughs> that is 6,000 years plus later. God still was longing. That means the eviction of Satan, the forgiveness of sin is not yet good enough until he cleanses. Taking away sin is one thing, cleansing is another. When we repent our sins, he's faithful and just. Number one, to forgive. Number two, to cleanse. So the priest, high priest, on a congregational level comes with two animals. One is a scapegoat, which he will tell sins which it has not done. And he says, it's you is telling the goat and is putting his hands on the head of the goat and is using it as a scapegoat, allying to it to clean the community. And then he walks and gives it to someone and he tells them, take it as far, as far as you can and do roundabouts. Leave it there and come back. But before you enter camp, also clean yourself. <laughs> Are you getting the picture? 
<laughs> one person says circumvently, if they are seated for dinner and that goat walks in, the entire process had died. <laughs> so you must confuse it there. Maybe tie it on a tree because it is part of a major atonement process. Sin has to be taken away. Then he has to slaughter the other, the other sheep, get the blood, then go for the atonement of the people. So it's two things, cleaning, sorry, taking away, cleansing, taking away, cleansing. And the priestly work, Aaronic priestly work, rotated around blood of animals in the earthly tabernacle with the crowd crying with all passion, Naba, Naba, Kabona, Uride, Atachi, Uride, Achi, Feeding, Katibogenda, Osoma, you come reading, by the time you are in Malachi, the priesthood is getting confused and it's becoming political. Eh? And when you read from where we are in Hebrew, He's actually, God, God in his wisdom, he's jumping away from earthly priesthood to bring a greater priesthood. Come on. If you are going to clap for the Lord, give a good clap of Let me repeat what I said in the beginning. Never leave your body without Christ. Never. I, I remember 1980, what, 86, we used to travel to England to get, you would get your visa there. You, you, you would either get it or not get it there. And on the flight to England, would, you would sit on a plane quiet. No one is singing, no one is laughing. Because where we are going, we don't know what's going to happen. You leave this body and you do not have the mediator. You don't have Jesus. You are in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. Because we, when you sit down and think, and you see why God himself said, I would rather die than them to go through this. Then you can never make a mistake to die without Christ. You can. The Bible says it's a fearful things, thing to fall in the hands of God. My time has run out. But you know, it's, it's a journey. My, my seminary professor enjoys, or used to enjoy, 
laughing at me. He says, Michael, you think too much. Your head is too fertile. You germinate things. But for me, I'm not a risk taker. I read my Bible. I hear people preach grace this, grace that, this, this. You know, we are forgiven. We can even sin and go, where? Where are you going, my brother? Show me. I, I read that. I have tried to find the easy way. When I was doing my college di diploma many years ago, uh, uh, I went to, to Chambogo to train as a teacher. And I said, I'm going to get a diploma with minimum effort. But after being there two years and doing one paper, I, I realized there is nothing easy. <laughs> Never fool yourself that there is an easy way to heaven when you have not understood the full work that Christ did at the cross and what it requires you to do in reciprocation. Can I get an amen in this place? I, 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 always, I would always want to sit down and debate with that Christian who thinks it's very easy and it is Jesus just saying, oh, pick up your cross and follow me and he's taking you for a picnic. When you pick up the cross, there's going to be some death. When you pick up some cross, there's going to be some weight. When you pick up the cross, it is direction. He said, you are going to follow me. It's not going to go your way. Then where did you find time where Jesus went into a bar? How did you follow him there? <laughs> Unless your GPS is very sick. So, let me go back to that, okay? When, when the high priest comes, let me tell you, the relief in the community that they have a high priest. Because now they are going to talk about the taking away of sin and its consequences. You, you can read it from, you, you will read and you know that sin is like something smelly. If it's in a place, it will attract the flies. It will. Now the joy, those of you who live in communities where there are trucks picking rubbish, you know the joy when that truck is coming. You know. You know. You know the problem when it does not come for one week. This high priest is the hope of the community. He comes, is the one. Yagendo tuo gerera. Yagendo tukarira. The Bible says he has the, the sympathy, the empathy, the feelings. He is a person with feelings. Feelings. And they long and rejoice when he appears holding a sheep and a goat and his atonement. And when all that is done, Israel is clean for a year, for one year. But one year, that is for atonement. But they need to cover sin daily with sacrifices using the Levitical priesthood. Okay, now... 
Hebrews introduces not a high priest. It introduces the great high priest. Come on, clap like you mean it. The, the Bible proudly says we have a great high priest. He, he is great because the next question is what has he done? The great, the superior when you are in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews is introducing new technology. And the word there is better covenant, better blood, better high priest, better tabernacle, better. Everything has been in heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now you will be interested to look at Hebrews chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 7, we, we can't do this. Sincerely, these are days Bible studies. You cut it in the Bible, and separates, it separates for you subtitles, and you, you may need to read chapter 7 and mostly beginning from, from verse, verse 15. Let us try. To, no, let me do this. Okay, verse 15 introduces, uh, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 15, let me do it this way because of time, introduces that it is not Aaronic, it is now Merikizedek. Now, when he says it is a Merikizedek priesthood, he's like saying from Masaza Cup to Champions League. Eh? He, he, already things have changed. It is the same ball, but different skills, different potential. Eh? I always, uh, when I was a teacher in Masulita, Masulita, is about 26 miles from Kampala. That's where when I was posted as a teacher in 1986. I didn't want to go there. The war had just ended. The school I was posted to had nothing interesting. Everything had been pulled down. Skulls were everywhere. We had to gather skulls to clear the school. And on the village, there was nothing good except the football team. <laughs> and I used to believe the football team of Masulita can even beat Skosoka Club Villa. Because every village team, we were winning five nils. We meaning that me, the supporter. 
five new, six new. And one day, I was there wishing and saying, if only Villa could come to Masulita. And as things are, there was a, an opportunity for Villa to come to Masulita. And we waited, and we didn't work in the village. We were all at the pitch. And Villa, which came, was Villa, the young team. But we said, anyway, we shall destroy them. But by the, tend, the end of the first half, our boys had already swallowed four goals. <laughs> it was 4 nil, and they were sweating so hard, yet we did not see them touch the ball. <laughs> now, when the Bible brings the priesthood of Melchizedek, it is trying to tell you, if you have time, go and read about Melchizedek. Because the Bible is saying the ball game has changed, the players have changed, the covenant has changed, the law has changed, the blood has changed, everything has changed. God has gone to another level. It's another level. Now, Melchizedek, you will see him in Genesis 14 meeting Abraham. That's a rare thing. Because Paul takes time to say, the Melchizedek we are talking about, he's the one who blessed Abraham. Imagine the one who blesses Abraham. And in, in, in Galatians 3.16, blessed is he who hangs on the tree that the, the blessing of Abraham may come to us Gentiles. But that blessing of Abraham, which Jesus died, that it may come to us, is inferior to the blessing which is on Melchizedek. Are you following so, he's trying to show you the league has changed. And that's what Hebrews is saying. You guys, we have a great high priest. Now, I wrote some things for, about him. He, the, you will see the word once and for all. He enters the Holy of Holies once and for all. He's, like, he's not like Aaron who frequents. <laughs> Are you getting it? Yeah. He, and another thing he does, which you may not see unless you read your theology, he sits down. <laughs> Priests don't sit. They are busy because Jesus enters once. Come on, if you are there, shout hallelujah. So he he does, also the Bible says, he goes through the heavens. for, For those who are not too bound by orthodox theology, you just want to see how, what he has done the stratas he went through. He goes through heavens. It is not the normal stratosphere. He goes beyond 
No limit. No one has ascended to the Father except the Son. Yes, Utalina limit. Iron was sacrificing on earth. When Jesus got it, he went out through heavens. Are you in the house? No limit. You don't stop him anywhere. Now, I didn't tell you that the priest always entered the Holy of Holies with the probability of death. It's a matter of life and death. He has a cloth with bells on the hem. And as he's walking, you are listening keenly for the progression. He's got cling, cling. Then he enters the most holy place, offers incense, and God answers. And then he sways, and it goes cling, cling, and they begin worshiping outside. When he enters, cling, 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 and quiet. And you listen, and you listen, and you listen, and it's not coming. You check the rope, it's not moving. Now, you will find it there in your book in Hebrews. He says he never entered to offer sacrifice for his sins because he, he would enter holy. He would sit there and he liveth to intercede. <laughs> he liveth to intercede. So it means even right now, he's saying, Michael, in case you want me to do something, Tell me. He liveth to interest. We have a great, great high priest. Glory to God. So, he has a sure covenant. He continues forever. We don't change priesthood form. Henceforth, we do not. In Aaron's days, Aaron had to die. You have to put on a new priest. Another one has to die. We have to put on... For Jesus, he is forever our priest. He is forever our priest. You will see that in verse 23. You will see a better covenant in verse 22. You will see he lives to make inter intercession. For he is able to save to the uttermost. dala. Jesus is not doing a try and error. He is able to save a very filthy person and save him. There is a, a, there is a policeman who attended an overnight in one church and he was visiting. And he saw the worship leader come. He, he told me when the worship leader came, he started looking around because he knew the worship leader 10 years ago that he was a, a thief. <laughs> then he said, as he was looking at the back of the choir, the rapist was singing tenor. <laughs> then he said, after looking at everyone in the congregation, he said, hey, how does this pastor here survive? 
he went and talked to the pastor. The pastor said, those goats saved completely. Balo kokera. Dala. Asobola nyo Dala. Nebuchadnezzar said, no one can save like this God. Nabavude murido, ngateba unyanamuka, tewalichi siridena ngamba, nze nebukadneza mpandikira mawanga gona, teri katonda lokola angono. Chovola vanze sika ya nanabano basamize. Mwe mutunulira na mubuzo samira chinti rubali. Rubali asobola korachi, akulisa mfunza. Rubali talokolela dala. Ono kabono ufe. Yayita mubwengula natula yo nasirikira yo alokolera tala natero kumalambuza ina chika 5 zimampa leo 5 minutes no we we agree <laughs> just 5 because you know every point you see here I don't know. If you do not know how to fall in love, just go and look at Jesus. I don't know. I'm a very strong skeptic of many things, but Jesus totally overcomes me. I, I study him and I say, my God, it cannot be this good. You know, from every angle, the Lord is the answer. From every angle, he is the greatest. I, I just fall in love with him. I, I just get overwhelmed. He liveth to make intercession. He is able to save to the uttermost. Verse 25. He did not offer an animal to get the blood to atone for me. He offered his own life, got his own blood, and he walked as the priest, and he walked in as the sacrifice. I mean, that's awesome. He walks into the Holy of Holies, and the Father is, he says to him, burnt offerings and sacrifices you have not loved. Now you have made a body for me and I've come to do according to the volume of scriptures written about me. And what is Jesus bringing to the Lord? He's bringing Offer yourself as a living sacrifice because we are part of this priesthood which does not offer cows. It offers ourselves. Ofa, ofa minnebi kuita ku. Tewajja kungula ansi wajja goberera katonda. 
Maliriza. Now, I don't know how we can finish this. What about giving an opportunity for someone? Because some of you just say, What does it mean? I'm a Christian. What does it mean? What did you do? Or what did you acknowledge God did for you to become a Christian? My father is a pastor. My father is a reverend. What does it mean? We are talking about a high priest. There are very beautiful scriptures which say he's able to redeem those who believe. Who believe? You believe with your heart, you confess with your mouth. You believe with your core, you confess with your mouth. Don't tell us about your good habits. Tell us about your acknowledgement of the great high priest. You need to be saved today. Today is salvation. Tomorrow is judgment. That is in Hebrews. So, why don't we give you an opportunity to believe in the great high priest? Now, if you have time, go and study the priests, the types of priests. Study biblical priests. Study the Buddhist priests. Study the Hindu priests. Study. Champions League. have an opportunity to get saved. Today is the best day. Glory to God. Let us, let us bow our heads in prayer. If you are here and you are saying, I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Today I have heard of his work and I want to accept him. Why don't you put up your hand? We don't have much time. Just want to go away with my heart clear that I gave you an opportunity to accept Jesus. You want to accept Jesus? Put up your hand. Want to accept Jesus? Put up your hand. Take the great high priest with you today. Want to accept Jesus? Put up your hand. Want to accept Jesus? Put up your hand. For the rest of us, let us bow our heads and for a minute try to reflect on what you have heard. Oh, that we may be so proud of you, Jesus. Oh, that we may never be ashamed of you, O oh Lord. Oh, that the weak and those who falter in their path may look to you and be saved. Oh, that all sin may be taken away because we have you to intercede for us. Oh, that the weak may be made strong, that they may find hope in thee. Oh, that the one that is weighed down by sin may throw it away and trust in you. Oh, that a new beginning may come to the weary saint who has lost strength because of the sins of this world. Lord, I just want to love you. 
Lord, I just want to testify that there is no friend like you. There is no master like you. There is no priest like you. There is no redeemer like you. For you obtain for us the atonement substitutionally you died in my place that I may be free today for the broken heart to be mended today for the oppressed to walk away free today for the sick to be healed today for the confused to get direction almighty God today for those who are unchallenged to be challenged to seek you to give us a thirst after you. Heavenly Father release release healing Lord for those who seek direction please Lord give them direction for those who seek company Lord be the one who is their company. For those who seek hope Lord give them the hope that they desire for those who are weakened by the fear filthy things of this world give them strength to find joy in you for in you we live and have our being we thank you this day in Jesus name Allah